comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cut the chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no money. You know, the guy in the booth who's talking to you on a tiny little earphone, he's afraid the guys at network are going to tell him he's through. If you let the guy keep talking like I'm talking to you, because the corporation's got the networks and they get to say who gets to talk about the country and who's crazy today. I would cut to a commercial if you still want this job, because you may not be back tomorrow with this corporate mob. Cut to a commercial. Okay, flush him. Cut the commercial. Cut the commercial. Cut the commercial. Cut the commercial. Okay. Hello and welcome to Overlapping Dialogue, a podcast of audio commentaries dedicated Discussing cinema that fascinates us, in a way we hope, fascinates you. We're your co-hosts, Kyle and Levi Huffman. I'm Kyle. And I'm Levi. Old intro, who yep. dis? Welcome to this bonus episode of Overlapping Dialogue. Bonus track, bonus track. Which, again, we haven't, we haven't flashed out that uh, bon- little intro. Bonus track, yeah. Yeah, in modern of L.A. Night. <laughs> there are going to be some L.A. Night in here. <laughs> so will um, light up the L.A. Night, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> so... As we've talked about, you know, we, we've obviously moved to a new format of double features, but we always want to pull out a commentary here and there, and what better occasion than our nation's birthday, which this episode will be dropping on Monday, July 3rd, uh, right ahead of the 4th of July, of course, on Ju- uh, July 4th, as it turns out, on yeah. Tuesday. Uh, the 4th of July's mm-hmm. July. July's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I heard lie in there. I was like, what? Lies, body lies. Uh, yeah. No, but um, since we're doing 90s movies, we thought, you know, what a perfect timing it would be to talk about one of the one of 1996's biggest movies. In fact, the biggest movie of 1996, Independence Day. Uh, and we're actually, the episode on 1996 is going to be dropping this coming Friday by this point. So 95. Oh yeah, that's wait. We not done. No. Oh yeah, that's right. right that's what right, I was right, saying. Right, right. It would have been nice if we could have done ninety five and then done this and then ninety six, but that's the way it's going to be. Oh, that's right. Now remember that will be kids and Goldeneye. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we still haven't watched. Well, we've seen Goldeneye tons of times. We've not seen kids yet. We mm-hmm. will be in the next few days in preparation for that. So again, this is you want to do Reds instead of kids. I mean, it'd be much. Better movie, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, not really 90s-ish, as yeah. it turns out, but oh well. So, we're going to do a brief introduction for Independence Day before we get into the movie itself. Independence Day, of course, was 1996 American science fiction action film directed by Roland Emmerich and written by Emmerich and Dean Devlin. It stars an ensemble cast that consists of Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonnell, Judd Hirsch, probably my favorite, Yeah. Uh, Member of the cast in this, Margaret Collin, Randy Quaid. How can we forget Robert Leggia, James Redhorn, and Harvey Firestein? Film focuses on disparate groups of people who converge in the Nevada desert in the aftermath of a worldwide attack by a powerful extraterrestrial race. 
Raish well, with, with the other man. people of the world. They launch a counterattack on July 4th, Independence Day. You know what's United funny States. is that it focuses so much on they convene in Vegas. It's like that's like the last hour or 45 minutes of the movie. There's like everything before that, too, that's kind of just leaving out. I mean, that's an easy way to describe it, but it's kind of like, yeah, you kind of have like everything else in the movie before that, though, which is more of my favorite stuff is yeah. everything up until July 3rd, more or less, No, but, I think which is good. The but, best thing about this know. movie is the introduction and like the first act, especially, I think is very strong. Now, I yeah. think the movie, as we're going to talk about, is fine later, yeah, but it has, the, it has a really great mm-hmm. opening act, I think, as far as introducing all the characters and where they're from and their context. Uh I'm not going to read too, too much more, but there are a few little things I want to hear. While promoting Stargate in Europe, uh, Emmerich conceived the film. While oh, was he behind question, Stargate, the show? Uh, well, he did the movie. Oh, the uh, movie. I think the show okay. came out of the movie. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I didn't know. I don't know. Stargate was a whole thing I never knew anything about. So anyway. I don't really know yeah. all that much either. I had a friend in college that was really into it. But mm-hmm. While promoting Stargate in Europe specifically, just keep yeah. that in mind. Emmerich conceived the film while answering a question about his belief in the existence of alien life. <laughs> Devlin and Emmerich decided to incorporate a large-scale attack, having noticed that aliens in most alien vision f- films travel long distances in outer space and only remain hidden when reaching Earth. I just love the fact that like he was pro- posed a question like, "What do you do you believe in extraterrestrial life?" and this is the result. This is his quote answer to that question. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like this movie, for all of its good, bad, ugly, is not the least bit interested in, quote, extraterrestrial life as a philosophical phenomenon. No, it's all it's a, na- it's a natural disaster movie that just so happens to have aliens. Literally all I hear is yeah. he heard that question and said, hmm, I should do a big alien well, disaster movie. Well, and that's what's movie. funny is because yeah. it's, so, it's such a basic premise, I mean, which is fine, but... Well, you, you said, know. we talked about this last week, I kind of said, oh, it's one of the few, quote, original big high-grossing movies in the 90s, and as you rightly pointed out, well, it's basically Earth versus the Flying Saucers, but yeah, the but, 90s Yeah, and it's funny because Mars Attacks came out the same year. The, the very end yeah, of the year, yeah, yeah so, around Christmas of 96. So, like, yeah. that was just a whole thing that was going on at the time of making these, remaking a lot of, uh, that was kind of something that happened in the 80s and 90s, all these like, remakes of alien invasion movies, like The Thing, The Blob, this being a remake of that sort of, Invasion of the Body Snatchers in... Uh, kind of different versions of that, but especially the Abel Ferrara movie. Um, so that was just very common. The Invaders from Mars also remade in the 80s. But the, yeah, this, I think, is probably the most successful of all of those in being just the big budget well, it was definitely a cultural popcorn movie, yeah. big movie to go see. Uh, yeah. The other ones are a lot more arty or uh, intentionally more genre-y. Yeah. This is just very much an action disaster movie that happens to have aliens in it yeah. randomly. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, I think that but, definitely tracks yeah. when you think about later Roland Emmerich movies that are also disaster movies and how similar in many ways they are in terms of the plot and the inciting actions and whatnot. This just happens to be aliens yeah. instead of and natural the, And disasters. the aliens aren't biologically like xenomorphs exactly from Alien, but they're pretty similar looking as far as just their basic shape. Um, it's not like uh, the aliens of, say, Close Encounters no. or even like E.T. Obviously, mm. E.T.'s a creature, but like well, they're, they're humanoid-esque in shape. I mean, they're not quite like, say, what the aliens in Nope are, but they're definitely like... 
not humanoid in that way. You know what I mean? I mean they're they like have faces, I guess, but like and, yeah, insects basically. Yeah, sort of. Weird. Uh, I wanted to bring up Mars Attacks ever so briefly. Like some stuff you see in Men in Black not too long yeah, after this too, right. but with also Will Smith. Yeah. Um, Wilhelm Smith. We're huge fans of Mars Attacks and obviously '90s Tim Burton in general. I think some people go a little overboard talking about, oh my God, Mars Attacks is so much better than Independence Day. They even whip out the big word satire. Uh, I think that's a very strong word to use for Mars Attacks. I mean, it's definitely going for something different. I mean, it's definitely going for being a more kitschy, open embrace of like 50s, 60s alien invasion films than this is. I feel like this is trying to be more modern and more quote, contemporary, even amongst its goofiness. Yeah. Um, and again, I love Mars Attacks, and I even like it better than this, but I think we need to worry about, you know, tone it down a little bit, calling that a big satire, because when I think of satire, I'm thinking like Doctor Strangelove, or like Network, I mean, things that have a real political bite to them and statement, and Mars Attacks, for all of its great things, is not exactly that. Well, And there's yeah. also, apparently, there was some confusion about audiences when that came out later in the year, some people were like, wait, didn't they kind of do that already? A version yeah. of that? Which, of course, is different. But Right. Both movies have a kind of they came in peace moment, like, you know, <laughs> which both end in Annihilation. Because there's that, the part of that in Mars Attacks, there's that, because they came in peace and throw, and like, allows dove, that dove. Yeah. In this, I feel like there was a moment of it when it's like in the L.A. part where they're up on top of the tower. Yeah. And some guy does something like that. Or somebody's, uh, or holds up an alien thing yeah. or something, and yeah, it's like, yeah. So they're they're very similar in a lot of ways. Both have urban and, uh, um, you know, rural settings. Yeah. What really is the ending of Mars Attacks, though? I don't really remember what happens at the end. How do they? Well, get they rid play of the yodeling music or that old like polka music to blow up their brains, or basically what the grandma oh, likes listening right. to, and they figure it out, and they basically just kill all the aliens that way. Yeah, uh, and then that's random. I forgot that it has one of the most random, mysterious endings in in the sense it's not quote mysterious, I guess, but like where um, Jim Brown, who recently just passed away, yeah. he's like you know this like former boxer basically in the movie, Jim Brown, he's like, sort of. Yeah. He's like fighting the aliens, and then it like. Uh, as they're like, there's some characters flying away and look down and see him, and it looks like he's been defeated and dead by the aliens. And then, like, a scene or two later, he's like walking back to his home and like seeing Pam Greer, his wife, and his kids. And it's like, oh, what? It's just very like, yeah. what happened there? Like, I don't know. It's kind of like an early version of uh, John C. Riley at the end of King King Kong, you know, Kong mm-hmm. Skull Island. Yeah. Forgot the name for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, um, we'll just briefly talk about Roland Emmerich. I don't want to yeah. go too in depth. Obviously, he's known as almost the auteur of disaster films, just some of the ones he's made. Again, Stargate's not quite a disaster movie. 98, Godzilla. There's been a lot talked about and written about that movie. Not good, but I have a weird certain nostalgia for it. I watched it a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriot, that's a disaster and just not being a good Revolutionary War film. Right. Uh, any thoughts on The Patriot being a perennial classroom favorite to be shown by lazy elementary or middle or high school teachers everywhere yeah did you watch it much in school growing up no i actually watched it personally i watched it a lot more on vhs vhs that was recorded uh yeah tv tbs or tnt uh, right uh and i just watched it because i was an idiot child who liked to watch war on screen um but 
No, I mean, it, that movie's really bad um, and deserves no mention in uh, historical uh, bent. Because, again, like I said, it gets shown a lot when yeah, teaching that era, is. which is very sad that that era doesn't, hasn't produced as that many Well, and, and part of that is just because, uh, you know, they don't make a lot of those movies. So yeah. you can't, you know, there's not a whole lot to choose from. Uh, but I would rather just not show a movie than confuse children right. with BS, but that's just me. <coughs> um, Some other ones here. The Day After Tomorrow, which, as I said last time, I used to hate growing up because I thought of how dumb it was. If I saw it now, I might not like it, or might not hate it quite as bad, but it's it's still pretty, oh, rinse and repeat, disaster right. kind of thing. 10,000 BC, which I've actually never seen. Um, that actually looks at least a little different for him in terms of being yeah. like this prehistoric. Well, that was around uh, the time they were making movies like that and Apocalypto and like, that all those kind of like, even though Apocalypto, I don't think is as far back in time as 10,000 BC is, obviously, mm-hmm. but that very like you know, uh, early man, uh, yeah. early civilization kind of movie, uh, survival movie, that was a whole thing then. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen that either. Then you made that movie Anonymous, which I remember when it came out, I didn't see, which is about like the conspiracy that Shakespeare didn't really write right. his plays or whatever. Didn't yeah. see that. White House Down was actually a little bit of a, I'd say, quote, return to form. But, yeah. like, actually, I remember liking, uh, well, there was not that. as good, though, yeah. as Olympus's Fallen. Yeah, I was going to say, got, so you had, like, White House Down, and then you had those, yeah, those Olympus's Fallen movies. Which, those movies have actually garnered several and sequels. And then London and, Has Fallen, Angel Has Fallen, and there's supposed to be A Night Has Fallen. I haven't seen one. Angel Has Fallen. I yeah. saw the first two. Um, and those are actually fun. He kind of actually got outgamed on that one in terms of right. being good. Well, because you also had, you know, versions of that same thing before, anyway, of yeah. like, obviously Air Force One or even like, uh, in the line of fire and stuff like that. It's a very basic thing to do, but yeah, it's funny how he keeps going back to stuff like that. Like, and then they like said other versions of that weren't as good or were better. I mean, I should yeah. say than his Stonewall, but. which is a movie he made about the Stonewall incident in mm-hmm. 1969, which, um, I've not seen. And I don't even remember yeah. hearing if it was all that good or not. Uh, Independence Day resurgence, which I want to briefly touch on some aspects of that. When we're talking about this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw that in theaters. God, I think we got little collectible buttons yeah. they gave out. Uh, God, it was so bad. It was bad, though. That was one of the worst movies I think I've seen in a theater. I mean, it, it like, to a level that was unexpected. Like, and it's really you weird know. when you want, you got me wanting to see Will Smith in a movie just yeah. to give it some sense of charisma or some sense of energy, and that's where I was with that, which I was shocked by. Who was the lead in that movie? Wasn't it uh, Hemsworth, one of the Hemsworths? Uh, yeah. Mm, that's not going to lead your movie, I'm sorry. Liam Hemsworth, but, yeah. and then, of course, returning Jeff Goldblum, right. Bill Pullman, uh, Judd Hirsch, which I remember the whole little scenes of Robert Legia in it for, like, two minutes I or something. I think so, maybe. Midway, which is already slowly becoming a movie that I hear people talk about and mention here and there. Yeah, because that's a movie that I remember, you know, like as teaching history and stuff. Everybody's always like, oh, you seen Midway? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you ain't seen Midway and you like history. Like, they don't say history. They say history. History. And I'm like, yes, that's a a statement you just made that is correct. (laughs) And I just keep looking at them like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Moonfall, which also seems like a bit of a return to form. We didn't see that. Um, that one was like the moon is going to hit the earth. Yeah. It's like 
everybody's already dead. Just give up on that. You know, it's like yeah, stupid. But briefly, I want to read about his future projects, as it says here. Also, well, Geostorm came out around that time too. So yeah, that wasn't like, him. That right. was somebody else. But it was definitely yeah. like a Roland Emmerich esque right. movie. Yeah. And another movie we should mention that was a big '90s movie of this era, disaster movie, something like Twister. Which I and remember Volcano liking and uh, Dante's Peak yeah. and a lot of those movies. Twister was a pretty big movie when right. it came out. Uh, I think Jan DeBont maybe made that. Um, yeah. And I remember liking that movie. Now, I don't have quite the nostalgia other people do just because I didn't watch it quite as much, but I remember liking yeah. it. It's got a really good cast. Anyways, following the release of Moonfall, Emmerich said he'd been working on a TV series based on T.E. Lawrence for around a decade. Instead, he has three... No, wait for this. Three projects he would like to make. A mistaken identity period piece set in 1919 about a young writer having to take control of a film set. Another about a conquistador. And the third about the death of Marilyn Monroe. Okay. So, there you go. Do you want to see Roland Emmerich's versions of any of those? You want to see his version of... Uh of uh blonde no conquistador why not other movie it's funny how long that one movie was explaining it yeah and then the other one it's like uh just conquistador and then then death of Marilyn monroe it's like what (laughs) okay uh to briefly go through the cast of this movie um will smith as captain steve hiller by the way i've got an idea for roland emmerich retirement how about that By the way, I don't mean that in any, like, old death way. Like, just don't make movies anymore. How about that? Will Smith as Captain Steve Hiller, a Marine FA-18 pilot. Uh, Again, this and Men in Black, to me, are, like, the best versions of Will Smith, especially Men in Black, because that movie's obviously overall better. Um, And specifically, and it's not really even until the end, the pairing of him and Jeff Goldblum was kind of a lightning in the bottle connection, one that you don't necessarily immediately imagine. Uh, Will Smith in this movie. What are your thoughts? Welcome to Earth. Obviously, yeah. I mean, he. I think he's pretty good enough as a lead. Like we were watching earlier, that scene where he first sees the spaceship. I think it's pretty like good average acting of uh, just average everyday acting where he's like, "Hey, they got something on TV about the quake," and yeah. he's just kind of sitting there looking at he's it, and up, then maybe. he goes out to get the paper. And he's looking at the paper, and then he looks up, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> does that whole thing where he's kind of crumpling the paper. That, that's, that whole scene's pretty good, and I think he's a good uh, enough lead. One of my favorite lines in the movie is, man, I got to get me one of these! Yeah. He's like, like towards the end, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that... Yeah, him, he knows how to pilot the alien space. Yeah, also, I mean, welcome to Earth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, him... Pullman and Goldblum are all pretty random, weird trio yeah. to where it's like, yeah, I think this works like mostly. I didn't um, know this detail. This makes me laugh very deeply. This scent, this is one of my favorite scents I've ever seen on YouTube, yeah. by the way. YouTube, the role was originally Wikipedia. offered to Ethan Hawke, but he turned it down as he thought the script was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea, by the way, that he was ever... Was this like Reality Bites era? Yeah, it would have been like right after that. Imagine what could have... I'm not even saying it would have been better. It might not have even been that different. But imagine Ethan Hawke in the lead of this movie. That would have been very different. Yeah. Uh, It's weird. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Him and and that movie, though. I haven't even seen that movie. You tell me about it quite a bit. That scene of him and Ben Stiller where they're like going at each other mm-hmm. and he kind of gives him that little look like imagine him doing that to an alien that has him captive or something and it's like <laughs> it's just like what like, i just love like <laughs> it's like yeah i'm gonna go from like uh doing like sam shepherd plays to this like 
I'm gonna go from yeah. buried child to this like buried child. Yeah, that's, that's a sham, yeah. sham a sham shepherd. Play. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like too. Okay. Uh, Devlin cool. and Emmerich had always envisioned an African American for the role, and specifically wanted Smith after seeing his performance in Six Degrees of Separation. So, I do think it is good, and one of the things that makes the movie hold up is that in the '90s it was like we're gonna push a big black movie star yeah. to being the lead. Yeah, of I think it like worked this. to take somebody like being on Fresh Prince that kind of energy and putting it in a movie like this of just. Uh, this sounds pretentious and it is, but taking the every man of somebody like Jimmy Stewart of that era and then saying, what's our every man now to yeah, put right. in a movie? Yeah. And it feels really organic and lived in to have that, I said, that kind of persona in a movie like this. I think it works pretty well. But, but as was, I said, Ethan it's Hawk hilarious that I seriously terrible. just compared... Will Smith to Jimmy Stewart. No, I know but, what you mean, you though. Know, I mean, that sounds yeah. like an arch comparison, right. but that does make but sense. As far as yeah. the era of movie, it should be said also, though, that Jimmy Stewart was never in movies like this when he was, like, until Airport, which well, we still need to finish, Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> this goes to our larger point, like, we we now live in a world where we are very accustomed to sci-fi being an A picture as far as yeah. the budgets. That was not even exactly totally new by the nineties. That would that was not what movies were in the thirties and forties yeah. and even in the fifties. Right. That was, you know, really everybody talks about it, but like post Star Wars, yeah. That was more commonplace. So again, I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan. I have a lot of problems with him as far as his performances and his personal life, yeah. whatever, minefield. But I do think he is pretty good as a lead in this. And again, his combination I with mean Gold keep Bloom his is, wife's name out your mouth. I will. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. That's, this greatest night in television. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. We talked about Goldblum a lot on here. David Levinson, time, so. an MIT educated yeah. satellite engineer and technological expert. Uh, this will be the second movie we've actually seen recently with Jeff Goldblum involving aliens. Uh, this is true. Yeah, he even played an alien, of course, in Asteroid City. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to talk about that on the next pod more mm-hmm. so. Uh, I think I was actually just thinking about this heading into this plot. I think Goldblum has one of the most enviable, enviable filmographies in film history in terms of the movies he's been in. He's been in a lot of very successful movies, but also some really great smaller movies too. Yeah. Um, it's very it's strange, but then it's not strange. Every era has its kind of weird, quirky actor who kind of breaks it loose and is a quote unconventional movie star, and I don't even know if I'd exactly characterize Goldblum as a movie star in the traditional sense of the word, but I mean, between this and Jurassic Park, I mean, he had, you know, those were two of the biggest movies of the 90s that he's in. What do you think Goldblum brings to this movie uh, in terms of his performance? Uh, well, he's kind. Of, it's kind of like, I, I like that they kind of took that, you know, Ian Malcolm performance and kind of put it into this as far as like, now he's different. He's not as cocky uh, yeah. as Ian Malcolm is and not as like sexy looking exactly but he's a lot more of like a you know just kind of a computer nerd guy but uh, I yeah he works really well for this I think he's good for that kind of role of uh, uh, cause he, cause he gets in nowadays. He's kind of seen as the weird guy, and he's he, oh, he's gonna act weird and goofy, like you know. He's been in Marvel but, movies now, right. though, and he's been obviously yeah. in huge roles in Wes Anderson's mm-hmm. movies. But yeah, I think he's really good in this too, and I love him and Judd Hirsch together as father and son. I think is a yeah. Good we'll mention him pairing. really quick again. Judd Hirsch yeah. as Julius Levinson, his father, 
Uh, character's based on one of Dean Devlin's uncles. Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh, Judd Hurst is always a delight in whatever he pops up in. We talked about him a while back when we talked about um, the Fablemans. He plays yeah. like the kind of this old, very strange, basically, uncle figure in that. Um, he's a delight. And again, he adds this kind of real-world wariness to this insane series of affairs. And I just love, too, that that character ends up being like in the you know around the the tent or umbrella of the president because they end up being at the white house yeah and then get evacuated with them so he right. just happens to be yeah, in yeah. the midst of all these yeah, major yeah, because, decisions and right. people that are that around he's connected like, to that and then they have to start asking him questions that's kind of a pretty good little way to be involved i think with that stuff you know but bill pullman as president thomas j whitmore president thomas j whitmore good president uh i'd say he's one of the most yeah. memorable movie presidents ever yeah and i mean he's definitely clearly in the mold of a 90s era clinton in terms of mm-hmm. his look uh just kind of old white guy you know white yeah. guy in the office i mean it's a very clinton-esque Thing it also says former fighter pilot and Gulf War veteran because that's a whole thing too that he's like re- flying in the plane towards the end of the movie. Yeah. To prepare for the role, uh, Pullman read Bob Woodward's The Commanders and watched the documentary film The War Room. So he even very clearly is. Right. I didn't even read that yet. Like is I mean that's very much about the Clinton. James Cobb. We needed a James Cobb on here. Like you know. <laughs> but Bill Pullman, yeah. movie president. Obviously, the iconic yeah. monologue at the end of the movie, which is among the most memorable One of my favorite things parts. about it. Why wasn't I told about this place? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, line yeah. Right. Yeah. Mary McDonald, McDonald, First Lady Marilyn Whitmore. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like unceremoniously dies. She has that whole connection with like injured, definitely, the, uh, the stripper girlfriend of Will Smith, right? Where they're like, yeah, yeah, together like or they end up yeah. being randomly yeah. they connect somehow like she saves her or mm-hmm. something and like they're together that's yeah. that whole thing where they got that dog jumps from right. away from yeah. the fire right. we're and gonna it, talk about that's that that's the dumbest happens. moment ever it's like, that's on the that's on the level of like Hitler in uh, Last Crusade like wow but anyway Robert Legia is General William Gray USMC Commandant of the United States Marine Corps just a year before Lost Highway we have to say for him yeah uh, said he was modeled on a lot of World War II era generals, particularly George Patton. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, George what Patton I like selling is the tanks? He's tough, but he's not like, and it's part of the joke. Like Rod Steiger in Mars Attacks is literally like one yeah. of those crazy, craving, bloodthirsty. Like, I forgot but, he was. And after that, reading yeah. a lot about McCarthy recently, Douglas MacArthur, uh, excuse me, uh, he reminds me a lot of that. I think that's what that's kind of clearly modeled on. Randy Quaid. Oh, boy. Here we go. Randy Quaid as Russell Case, an eccentric, alcoholic, former fighter pilot and Vietnam War veteran. He insists that he was abducted by aliens during work on aerial applications years that. prior to the film's event, shortly after completing his military service. He was experimented on sexually. And he was abused. Or, yeah, he was abused sexually. sexually. I thought it was abused, but I didn't want to use that word. That guy's the Bethlehem, Bethlehem Steel, the backbone, backbone of America. America. I remember, yeah, because I remember Man. when we first watched Mad Men, we were like, oh, he's the abused sexually guy from <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, Randy Quaid in this, I mean, he plays a perfect, like, tinfoil hat freak, you know, like, very, like, oh, I've seen things, and, like, This is you know, the most clearly excisable, right. um, 
portion of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Just like, I well, mean, it's funny because it, it, this section of this movie is this. Him and his family, right, all that stuff. All that stuff is very much like the parts in Mars Attacks mm-hmm. of the, like, Jack Black family yeah, of people right, or right. whatever. And, uh, oh, and, God, who's the uh, dad? Um, yeah. Uh, we just saw him in the Bond movies. Um, and he was in... Uh, uh, Living Daylights. Oh, you're talking about Timothy Dalton? No. Oh. no, was it? Oh, oh, you're talking about Jodon Baker? Jodon Baker, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he's I, the I was dad like, Timothy that. Dalton, was it? Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, um... So he's trying to kill him with a shotgun. Is there <laughs> yeah. like, you know, getting ready to get But yeah, killed? he's a, he's an interesting uh, wrinkle to put in this. Of course, his death is the all-time, yeah. like... I mean, it does yeah. have that. It, that yeah. does that, but... If I'm just like looking at... But how you can, can even we get Robert Leggia to do that if you really wanted to. Like, if the movie demanded it. You could use somebody else for that. But, yeah, yeah. But, but but you don't get the line reading of "Hey boys, I'm back." Like he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna screw y'all now." Like, yeah. Sexually. I mean, again, like, yeah. I kind of delight in it, but also, yeah. that's my least favorite stuff in the movie is all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I mean, the whole dynamic of um, we should mention her here. Where's she at? Uh, Skullblum's ex-wife, uh, Margaret Collin. Yeah. Who is White House communications director works for Pullman? They don't have exactly. It's not a love triangle, but it's like you left me to work in the White House right. kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting kind His of cool. Like, you left me to work in the White House, right. like mm-hmm. cool dynamic, yeah. right? And that's the like the interpersonal conflict of the movie is that. And then it, uh, there's just all this other stuff thrown on top of it. That it's like just can, can go. it's trying to be like a lot of these '90s hyperlink movies of like let's put uh, well and other than that '70s disaster movies did the exact same thing where it yeah. just overloaded it with stars. So that's not new, but that's just a modern version of it that doesn't work as well. I don't think. But like I said, it it just. That's also an attempt to add this more salt of the earth element to the movie yeah. because it's, I know that's that's it's, ultimately what it's, it's military to do. Yeah. and scientists and and the West Wing and like all these people yeah. and it kind of has to add yeah. that in. Although you could have had more Harvey Firestein and just accomplished that. All the stuff but. with him and his mother and his lawyer. Like, <laughs> David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! As we said, Vivica A. Fox is uh, Jasmine Dubrow. 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 Uh, Stephen Hiller's wife or girlfriend, excuse me, and mother of Dylan Dubrow. (laughs) That kid ends up being like because Will Smith wasn't in Resurgence. He's like the lead. Well, I don't even think it's the same kid, but it's like that character. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. I do like the fact that it's like, oh, this quote stripper who's like thrown into these kind of crazy circumstances. I feel like that would have been a whole other movie with that stuff. And then also like the Randy Quaid, uh, Randy stuff. Quaid stuff. Like that could have been a whole other that thing. That could have been a like Independence Day one and a half. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff you missed. Like, you know, like, well, I didn't miss it because <laughs> like it didn't exist. Right. Uh, but... Real quick, go through some other ones. One of my favorite actors in the movie, uh, James Redhorn as Albert. Naminsky, Secretary of Defense and former CIA director. He's the one that's like the like always the wet rag. He's like always the wet rag in this and like he's the one that's like, Oh, there is a Fifty one, and like he knew about yeah, because the ain't there a whole didn't... part at the end where it's like a downtime moment where he's like, I don't trust you anymore, or whatever. Like, fires like, him in the movie, yeah, I think, towards yeah, the, like some point, like maybe right. towards the end of the second act, yeah, like, and like it's that. like you're done, like yeah. But. I love that, by the way, his has among the most details. I'll read okay, so let's quick. see what this is. Uh, 
a member of the government governmental faction who's aware of the alien's existence due to the ship recovered at Roswell. Not well-liked, lying, arrogant, selfish, crooked, and often at odds with idealists such as Whitmore and Gray. Naminsky embodies a stereotypical corrupt politician and his ambition is to be elected as president himself. I don't remember that exactly being mm-hmm. said, but I'm sure we'll see it. Redhorn described the character as being much like Oliver North. The character's eventual firing lampoons Joe Naminsky, uh, M- MGM's head of advertising, who made life unpleasant for Devlin and Emmerich what? when studio executives forced recuts of Stargate. Very similar <laughs> to like, he loves taking out crap on critics and people don't yeah. like him because it's like, like Siskel and Ebert yeah. and uh, Godzilla right. made fun of. Um, random. So random. It's, but it's like, it's I like think M. It was, not Shyamalan version I think it was crap, like, they like, didn't like this movie. And that was, and Godzilla's a response to that. It's like, you're really going to go after two critics when your movie was like so super successful? How friggin' insecure and stupid is that? Like, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. what a, who cares? I don't know. Um, real quick, Harvey Firestein is Marty Gilbert, David Levinson's co-worker at Compact Cable Television Company, killed in the New York City attack. Uh, he's just hilarious yeah. in every scene. Yeah, Adam Baldwin, who I forgot. Oh yeah, he's Major Mich- Mitchell, USAF area. Adam ones. Baldwin that was in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah he's not related right. to the Baldwin yeah. family. Um, he's in this a little bit. Brent Spiner. We look, talked about him look at last this name, week. Doctor Brackish Okun, yeah, uh, unkept and highly excitable scientist. Like, let's just trash way. Yeah, like this. okay. Uh, yeah. His character's appearance and verbal style are based on visual effects supervisor Jeffrey A. Okun, whom Emmerich did work with on Stargate. So he just loves like oh autobiographical sort of thing, you know, for him. Uh, I love he's gone out of his way after the fact to say this is this person and this is this person. Yeah, right. it's like, okay, the last really person I'll you. say anything about Harry yeah. Connick Jr. plays basically his goose, his wingman, Will yeah. Smith's wingman. Basically, um, he's killed. Uh, yeah, at some point in the movie. There's that moment where he gets down on one knee. He's like, "This is a wedding ring," and that guy comes oh, sees him like, and he's like, "Oh, don't ask, don't tell, error." Right? Like, you know like, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what works about this movie? In general, uh, just the scope and the sense the, of scale. I yeah, think, most I think especially yeah, and I think really just strong. it's pretty funny, uh, genuinely. Yeah, I not think, in a way like, that you're even necessarily guilty pleasure. Right. Laughing. No, I think it has. I think it has some it has some good zingers in there. <laughs> no, it, it it's genuine. I think some genuine comedy, which is good for a movie like this. I think too to not take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, but also don't you know it's not a Mars Attacks either, where it's a direct. It's just not like a satire like Mars Attacks. Yeah. And even I gotta say, even just watching, they show they had a trailer for Resurgence right before we, uh, yeah, we're getting to the Blu-ray for this, which we're by the way watching the theatrical edition, the Mm -hmm. theatrical cut, not the later director's cut. I don't even know how much longer it is. This movie's overstuffed as it is. I don't even know why they'd want to put any more in it. Um, but even just seeing the Resurgence trailer, that movie was awful. I'm not even going to debate that. But it has a sense of scale about it, even mm. that. Like there were some shots where, like it showed like Jeff Goldblum being taken to that craft it landed, yeah. and the visual was still strong in that. It was like you know yeah. what I mean as far as the sense of scale. And you know, there's a lot of movies, especially where everybody craps on the Marvel movies all the time for this. They're like these climaxes and these sense of scale that you really just don't feel. Like there's a sense of gravity to it. This yeah. does actually have that, and mm-hmm. even his other movies that are not all that good um, have a sense of scale and a sense of gravity. So I think he's very talented at that. That's one reason why he's 
um, you know, he's uh, been as successful yeah. as he has. I think if we're talking to talk about some of the downsides, and bear with me when I say this, he's like a poor man's James Cameron. And what I mean by that is James Cameron sometimes gets flack for his screenplays or his stories. Yeah. But they work. I mean, you you think about a movie like Titanic, which has this, as we've talked about on this pod before, has this huge sense of scale, has not necessarily the deepest love story of all time, but a very yeah. uh, emotional one and one that you connect to. Real, and then he put a pistol in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, him, but but yeah. He, he... I think that's our last commentary we did, ain't it? Might have been. Remember? No, no, no. no we no, took a we break the, yeah. and then we did more yeah. commentaries. We did I all this remember. crime. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you know, like James Cameron movies, you're not going to them for the story, but you don't feel like an idiot while you're watching them in terms of that it's being dumbed down just so we can justify right. all these things. James Cameron actually said a pretty interesting thing recently when he was talked about. Somebody was like talking about the scenes in Avatar one. I think it was mostly one, but it was when two was coming out. About, well, why are there all these scenes of just like, the, you know, them flying through the air? That's not quote the story. And he said something very, I think, interesting, where he said something along the lines of like, because that's why we go to the movies. We want to see those moments. It might not yeah. necessarily be narratively inclined. But when you're seeing it in the big grand movie theater and the way that you're supposed to be seeing these movies, like that's the experience, right? And so mm-hmm. he under it's not that he's just putting that in there just to, quote, look at all this money we have or look at... I mean, it's part of the, uh, the emotional, aesthetic experience of the movie. Yeah. And so those moments feel justified. I mean, and again, you take a movie like Terminator 2, which we've talked about casually on the podcast, probably the greatest action movie of all time. It just, like, flows beginning to end. The dialogue in the movie, mm-hmm. you know... It's not written by the Coen brothers, but it's very snappy. It's very, you know, it's good. It's high quality. Again, very clear-cut conflicts. Doesn't have a scene you would really, like, feel like, or a set piece you feel like you could just cut totally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so James Cameron, again... Except for in the director's cut, but that's another thing. Right. But, I mean, the you know, it's just, it all... He just feels like the very best version of what James Cameron can do or can be. Mm Mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich is, again, a poor man's version of that yeah. in terms of his, his scripts sometimes make you feel, not this one as much, even though it does have moments yeah. we'll talk about, but some of his other movies make you feel dumber having seen them in terms of we're going to just baseline, yeah. boilerplate, move it. And, again, I think something that bumps this up just ever so slightly, as I said, is that dynamic and that not-quite-love triangle that's going on at the center yeah. of the movie, which right. I think is pretty strong. At a script level, it could use... Again, in a lot of his movies, and this is true of a lot of major studio releases, you're like, couldn't you have done another pass or two with the script on this? This Mm -hmm. just feels like a first or second draft that just gets put out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything else stick out to you, good, bad, indifferent, about Independence Day? No, but like I say, with the screenplay, that's what separates the men from the boys, ultimately, anyway, is just that it it doesn't need to be that, though. Um, But... Yeah, but when you come off of a decade that is so stacked with great James Bl- Cameron, also blockbuster like, movies right. in general, whether it be yeah. Spielberg or Cameron, yeah, then that is Spielberg's a, obviously in a whole other a whole other pantheon yeah. above them. Uh, that's a problem though for a movie like this, and why it doesn't stand up to those. Um, but it still has its own uh, kind of world and kitsch about itself that's a little different than the others, I think. But 
just to briefly talk about some of the top 10 movies and then maybe even lower than that, uh, highest grossing movies in the 90s. Number one, of course, was Titanic. Not only was it number one, it was nearly a billion dollars more than the number two, mm-hmm. which is pretty striking. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which of course came out at the very end of the decade. Jurassic Park was number three. This was number four. Uh, the Lion King, Forrest Gump, The Sixth Sense, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Men in Black, Armageddon. Is there any kind of big takeaways you could look at seeing that list specifically? The, and then Terminator Two is like number eleven, which is surprising. Well, pretty it's much a all our movie that's right outside of that. Yeah. But uh, are there any commonalities or traits or interesting aspects you look at? Yeah, I mean, literally, other than movies? Forrest Gump and The Sixth Sense and The Lion King, literally all those are like sci-fi action disaster movies, big blockbusters. Um, and even the, I mean, the Lion King being a Disney movie, that makes sense. Forrest Gump, you know, big tentpole drama. I, know, I mean, like, I know that movie was successful. That is frankly surprising, though, that it was that successful. Yeah. And The Sixth Sense has always been the most random to me out of those, because I know that's the highest grossing horror movie ever, I think, I still think. I think um, so, yeah. And so, that's interesting to me, just that that made as much money as it did. Um, but yeah, I mean, that just shows you the 90s was full of movies like this, um, and literally the list of all the other movies there. I mean, Terminator 2 was down lower, but literally all those other kinds of movies are mostly better than this one. Number 50, by the way, is 7. <laughs> that's pretty random. Yeah. But, um, GoldenEye was 40. Yeah. Kids is not on the list. Is Batman Returns in there anywhere? Oh, Doesn't look like it. I was wondering if there's any Batman movies there. Which would be interesting because... Batman Forever is forty seven. Really, made more than okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's the clear Batman Forever didn't make as much money as the Flintstones did. <laughs> Guess not. Yeah, uh, we mostly watched this movie growing up a lot on TV. Yeah, like I said, uh, it's a movie that it, it works well on TV. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's one of those classic cable movies that's going to be playing right around the time you're listening to this, probably on various cable yeah. channels. And it's one of those movies you can pop in for like, oh, I want to see this part, and oh, here comes Randy Quaid again. I'm going to yeah, check out for a little bit. Uh, right. and then, yeah. But but there are certain Randy Quaid moments you do want to see. But uh, and oh, by the way, with him, like it's definitely coasting on the like the Christmas uh, yeah vacation. I mean, he's literally like, dressed you know. like that. It's like he literally oh, just, he's crazy. Yeah, uh, mentally impaired uh, uncle type, yeah, basically. white trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, there's literally even the way he's dressed in this, he's got he's always got on that like pilot's uh, hat or helmet yeah. or whatever. In the other one, he always had that, like, what do you call those hats that have, like, the earmuffs on them? Those, yeah, you know, that, like, earmuff like hat thing. in the 20s or 30s. Right, and it's or... like, yeah, so it's, like, basically the same thing, yeah, more or less. We'll have and, a freaking pinwheel. Right, yeah, but anyway, maybe then he could really fly. Yeah. So, we're going to take You'll a You'll believe break. Randy Quaid can fly. <laughs> Should have been the tagline. <laughs> yeah. It's like the exact same poster. It's like the big spaceship. Right. Above, but then it's like, you will believe Randy Quaid can fly. And maybe even the little, uh, the plane going towards it, like up in the beam. I think it would be almost like, even funnier if it or does nothing of him yeah, at all. Right. But then the tagline was that. And it's like, what? Like Anyway, so we're going to, again, we're going to watch the Blu-ray. We're going to take a brief break to play the trailer not the teaser trailer because that's yeah. mostly sound and yeah there's not a lot of talking or dialogue in that but the main theatrical release trailer and then we're going to dive right into the movie
miles and themselves. Where are they heading? We should be entering our atmosphere within the next 25 minutes. We don't quite get as much Harvey Firestein in that trailer. No. Like, but oh well. Such is life. So again, we're watching the Blu-ray for this and we're hitting play in five, four, three, two, one. As you we've know, said, it was a weird throwback for us. Yeah. You know? uh, I think this is the first time I've seen this movie in full in a long time. In toto, as they say. <laughs> um, you remember that part in the Stand novel where... There's that kid who like turns bad. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And he says the phrase in toto and Stuart <laughs> just to himself is like in toto. What the hell? Like who says that? Like, you know. Yeah. This is a different time. Yeah. Um yeah, and then about him in the trailer, Harvey Firestein, it like literally gets right up to the moment where he says, Oh my god and then doesn't show it. So it's like, okay. July 2nd. It's like Independence Day. July 2nd. No, it's not. Starting off with a picture of the moon uh, and uh, the flag on the moon. The eagle has taken a dump. We might have mentioned this here and there before on the pod, but we, I know we talk about it a lot, how staggering it is, how many moon landing uh, conspiracy theories there are now where that's almost more boilerplate to believe than the moon landing itself yeah starting in this very epic way yeah here men from the planet earth first set foot upon the moon July 1969 AD we came in peace for all mankind so we came in peace well there was nothing to fight so I guess that's good yeah you didn't waste energy 
funny they just left that behind you know because yeah. it's like well well that was from uh you know in uh superman 2 where uh zod and uh ursa and non like come and fight the astronauts on the moon and But again, he Emmerich's got a really great sense of scale, like just the, you know, it's almost Spielbergian, like the simplicity of like just the the shadow itself yeah. filling in what we know's above it. And then they just go ahead and show. And it. then the <laughs> then how much of the screen it takes up, also reminiscent in, in some ways of the first shot of uh, the original Star Wars movie mm-hmm. too, as we all know. This is the first time I yeah, ever I, heard R.E.M. I was going to say, yeah, this is what I usually think of when I hear this song. And it came out in the late 80s, this song, I think, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. We all we always say this is basically, um, we didn't start the fire, but good. Yeah. It's less specific in a lot of its cultural references mm-hmm. as that song annoyingly is. Leonard Bernstein, like, <laughs> <laughs> birthday party cheesecake, like, <laughs> what? A little on the nose, but a little, you know, we're talking about Roland Emmerich here, so that Our homie guy. from the Mummy. Yeah. To this random humming. That, yeah. <laughs> well, that could easily be me at a microphone going, like you know. I yeah. mean, the loves that always hits his head. Well, that guy. And again, another thing about this movie is too, it, even from this opening scene, makes a big deal about being trying to be multicultural, yeah. uh, which I think is you know a good mm-hmm. way to approach this. It's not purely American centric, even though in the end it's all about the American president making the big speech, of yeah. course. Moonfall origins. Moon radio, like <laughs> radio moon. Good night, radio moon. Good night, moonfall. <laughs> Any other ways you want to put that? Are we good? I think we're good. So that guy on the left here with Robert Leggia, as we we were saying earlier, was the uh, the dad on the the Wonder Years from yeah. the eighties. I think it'd be one of the coolest things to be an actor in Hollywood to be one of the quote military guys in yeah. a movie like this. You know, is very like kind of boilerplate, but it's like this is serious business. What his turd when it hits the water? Does it slow down or does it speed up? You know. I've been watching that show, The Kingdom, the uh, Lars von Trier show on movie. Yeah. There's a uh, a whole thing in that about a character telling another character, you got to watch out for your poop. If it if it floats, that's good. If it sinks, it's not good or whatever. And I'll be like, sure to remember that. Yeah. Is that based on personal research of his? or what? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even think that's true. Out of personal experience, by the way. Yeah. Domestic, domestic, presidential domesticity. <laughs> the residence. 
there was a lot of movies where the president played a role, a big role in the 90s, specifically yeah. like Dave, the American president, this. West Wing comes at the end of the 90s, which was a TV show, of course, all about that. But uh, We don't quite get as many movies like that anymore. I don't know. It's interested in the presidency as yeah. often. Daddy let me watch Letterman. <laughs> How much of it did she even get? I wonder. Paul Schaefer's like bald you-know-what. Laughing it up, mm-hmm. hucking it up. Paul Schaefer, like, is he Elton John? Question mark. Secretly, like, <laughs> secretly, we are El, or sorry, Ej. Excuse me. Excuse me. Zinger. So again, as we said, she's the communications director, the C.J. Craig of her era. Interesting. This is kind of a forecast for George W. Bush about like, eh, how's he doing? And then forced into the war on terror after nine eleven. You know, kind of dealing with that. Yeah. Well, I say forced. Some of that was forced by him, but you know. Yeah. Could you say that again? Yeah, there's an alien invasion going to happen. Like, and oh. again, this, you know, there's a, a lot of different craft in this movie, and a lot of them, like, are around the biggest cities in the world. Yeah. Mars Attacks was similar in that way. There was a lot of flying saucers in that. <laughs> Whoops. Like, we sent a satellite at it, and it did nothing. It just <laughs> blew up. <laughs> yes, yeah, usually what happens when something hits something. Hell, Central Park, 95 degrees. In 96. Shot probably in 95, though. As a lover of chess, I've always wanted to see the chess scene in action in New York City, yeah. which I've always heard. The chess scene in action! <laughs> Connor O'Malley in this movie, oh, as a man. child. He, uh, <laughs> he would be in the modern version of it, yeah. hopefully. Ideally. And he would be, he'd be like Harvey Firestein, like, but like that recent, I think you should leave sketch where he's like, like, you know, about everything is like his version of, oh my God. (laughs) Criticizing people is not healthy. I'll tell you that right now. Like, Wait a minute. Nothing funnier in like when uh, we played chess a lot in my Tiger time at Ford, Fred T. Ford, I'm a teacher at, a lot of the kids. And like when you checkmate somebody or you get checkmated, the impulses just stare at the board for like yeah. five minutes. No, no, there's some way out. Yeah. And then there isn't one sometimes. By the way, like, man, I love X-Files too, but you know. <laughs> and that was another thing I was meant to mention earlier. Like 90s uh, UFO slash alien culture was bigger again than it had been in some decades. Yeah. David! <laughs> so sue me, David! <laughs> 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 
So he works at like a TV station or something? Yeah, he's like, I think it's like the whole thing, he's like vastly overqualified because he's like got this MIT education and I can't remember, he's got some other background of, you know, excellence. He's kind of slumming it being here. Robots. Of course, the day the earth stood still. Probably one of the great UFO movies or Mm -hmm. alien movies. I haven't seen seen it in a long time. And this one guy's basically uh, Keanu Reeves, but not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't this guy die or something? This guy here yeah. on the right? I think so, yeah. Oh, God, I can't even remember. What's the guy? He's like one of Leo DiCaprio's best friends that's in basically that role in uh, Mars Attacks. Yeah. What's his name? I don't remember. Uh He's part of a, you know... Oh, Lucas Haas. Yeah, 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 uh, right. Part of an alliterative club, that's all we'll say. Mm -hmm. Two words. One of them's posse. Yeah. The other one's cat. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. He's doing the wrong field or something. What if he just slammed it through that house? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't put it past him. He's literally Keanu Reeves, but yeah. not. What is his deal? Like, it kind of reminds me of a neighbor of ours yeah. right across the road we've had problems with. <laughs> he, does gonna be, he does own yeah, a plane. He does own a plane, see? Oh, cool. Yeah, load up before you get back in. What's always been so refreshing to me about E.T. is that he's like, I just want to collect some plants and uh, be on my way. Goodbye. Like, you know, all these, oh, destroy, destroy, destroy. Like, you know. That's what's funny is I forgot the big mothership is contains all those little ships which are themselves massive yeah whatever that means well, that guy played Zach Morris's dad on yeah. oh yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> We were watching that show. Now we're not. I don't oh, really well. feel that bad Too about bad. it. Yeah. We started watching Miami Vice. So. I've got a whole Twitter thread going on with that, so yeah. go look it up. Or don't. I At Yabba Dabba. Yabba Dabba Doom. Yabba Dabba Doom. Yo Gabba Gabba Doom. Yeah. Look, he's just making a unilateral decision above the president's yeah. head while he's standing right there. I mean, he is the sec def, but still. It's, oh, no, we're going to jump DEFCON 4 to 3. <laughs> 15 miles wide. Yeah, pretty big. <laughs> Earth. Yeah, we still yet to see Will Smith. Yeah, I don't think he's into it until here in a couple scenes, a little ways. Northern in. Desert, Iraq. This would have been obviously in the 
aftermath of the Persian Gulf War, which happened about five years First before Gulf this. Because yeah. oh, in memory now, we just call that the Gulf War and the Second Gulf War, the Iraq War, more or less. But yeah. These, like, awful 90s flash transitions, yeah. you know? It's like, please. That sound. You know when that drops, yeah. you're going to drop. Your balls are going to drop. <laughs> They never even try to hit one of these with a nuke, do they? They mentioned that maybe trying that. No, I think they do. I think no, they do. I think I can't. Yeah. I can't remember. No, maybe I'm thinking of Godzilla, where they're thinking about nuking Godzilla. Yeah. I, think. I can't remember. I just love those old TVs. They're, they're gonna put on. Uh... They're like, oh, let's see if uh... <laughs> see if Twin Peaks is back on. Yeah. <laughs> There's something grimly hilarious about even the government wants to check and see what the news is showing. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's very clearly establishing that they're all over the world or in Iraq and yeah. uh, Russia. Have you ever seen, I don't even remember where I saw this, it's like on the years ago, on the Wikipedia page for uh, extraterrestrials or UFOs or something, somebody had made a painting had painted a painting of like uh, an ancient civilization being like wiped out by like flying saucers and it was like this very baroque looking like and it was just a really weird image that's haunted me forever of like of like ancient aliens but not in like the you know ancient aliens thing of just like what would that have looked like it's just a weird like image I don't think I've seen that Meanwhile, whoops! Wow, you're gone. Not good. That's not very patriotic of the aliens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so how disrespectful! How disrespectful to the flag. These colors don't <laughs> run. You know. Well, they should have, because now they're dead. <laughs> anyway, Independence Day. Yeah. Both the movie and the concept. I'm not leaving. I'm not effing leaving. No. <laughs> I didn't think about Bill Pullen. What I most saw him in in the 90s was Casper. He's the yeah. dad in oh, that. Right. Yeah, 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 dad. Right. Yeah. He wears glasses in that. His son, now, he looks quite a bit like him. He's been in the most recent Top Gun Maverick. He plays Bob. Oh, that's his son. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. I can't remember. You talking his about name the is. like hot Bob? That's like that 
random guy with glasses that's like Bob, but he's hot. He's Bob. Like, well, I don't know if they say yeah. he's hot exactly. Well, that's but the implication yeah. they're making. That like, he's a hot nerd. Like, you remember know. he had kind of a big ish role in. Oh, um, of course, he's also in uh, Lost Highway. I didn't even think about that. Oh, Bill yeah, Pullman yeah, and Rology yeah. in that. I guess uh, David Lynch was like. Uh, Independence Day. Yeah, I'm an. I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Which that remember that or whole at least scene I know I'm a freak. in the return where uh uh you know Cooper is sitting there when he's uh oh God what's his name you know can't even barely function who uh, you know in the return yeah when cooper's in what's his name's body oh, dougie, dougie jones, jones yeah and he's like looking at the american flag in the yeah. fbi office and he's like here's like faintly some patriotic yeah. song yeah. it's like you know right it's like, oh my ex-wife We have to be relevant and know what's going on. He's got a really bad case of laryngitis all the yeah. time. Probably cigarettes. Yeah. Meanwhile, life goes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they bully him, like, it's like, well, why? You think they'd be, the only thing people would be talking about at this yeah. point is that, all, all that stuff going on. They're like, oh, let's, let's just bully him for whatever reason. No, he kind of looked like Neil Young. A little that bit, guy, yeah. sort of. Like older Neil Young. <laughs> he had longer like, hair, too. Yeah. They're, like, obsessed with that idea. Like middle schoolers or high yeah. schoolers everywhere. Like. Yeah. Here's that. Do you recall? Do you recollect? <laughs> like, what kind of line is that? Are they literally that stupid? They're not what they don't already know. That's what this I'm is saying. Happening? That'd be like, the only thing right. anyone's talking about. Like, yeah. They don't get. They don't get CNN out there. Like because we're in the aftermath of the most recent submarine outing. Yeah. You know, sunk that had tried right. to go to the Titanic. Something even like that. Everybody was talking about. Oh that. yeah, that was just all over everywhere. And you know, even something like that shows you. We might not quite live where everybody's watching TV all the time like they used to, but mm -hmm. definitely with social media, how yeah. things travel and everybody's got an opinion on it and, you know, something just like that, yeah. relatively minor. And then there was the blink and you miss it. There might be a Russian coup going on a few right. days ago yeah. and that fell apart. Look it. So this is yeah, finally Vivica A. Fox and Will Smith's introduction. <laughs> Always gotta love a good glass shatter. Old Lincoln. It's like he's sitting watching it. He's waiting. Yeah. Well, if they could have flown lower 
in uh, D.C. because they've got that uh, high ordinance on buildings. Mm-hmm. Just just saying. Just something to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, good, we got lower clearance. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess I need to leave soon. So much for this whole yeah. I'm staying thing. Yes, Him and uh, Dolly Lama. Yeah, it's funny. They literally had like, they're like, oh, we'll stay. And then literally it's above the city. Yeah. Like. Yeah, if it's like 15 miles wide, then it could cover the whole city, basically. That Spike Lee. <laughs> I love this one white guy gets out of his car here in a little bit, and he gets smashed behind him just yeah. like, and he just kind of half looks back and is like, whatever, he'll be here in a little bit. That taxi driver, though, had those sunglasses on and kind of for a second looked like Spike Lee with sunglasses yeah. on. But this guy. And that guy. <laughs> looks like Dumbledore or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's what's scary about it. It looks like it's coming out of flames or fire, right. you know. It's because like, it's coming into the atmosphere, yeah. I guess. And then this white guy just appears behind him. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's part of the part of the gang. Like, <laughs> Let me get a dunk in. It might be my last right, chance ever. Yeah. The crazy gang, yeah, as we know about the uh, Vinnie Jones football kind of like collective. Get out of my way! Got <laughs> this. Knock that woman over. Well, I wonder how George Costanza reacted to this. He'd like be pushing old women down. No, and, <laughs> yeah. When there's a fire and right. the, or smoke in the apartment with the birthday. That should have been an episode, a late episode of Seinfeld. Is this? Yeah, yeah, like a parody. <laughs> it were a right. parody of Independence yeah. Day. This cop here, yeah. <laughs> that's what I remember about this movie is uh, the original uh, uh, car crash and all. Yeah. I always thought this is what car crashes look like. For half a second, I like misremembered. Um, oh God, uh, Briggs! You know he's in a uh, Con Air in the car when yeah. oh uh, was it Chappelle or whoever it is fought, flies out and yeah. slams into his car. I was thinking, oh, was he in this? But yeah. I just remembered, no, that's something else. Con now, Air is should its own say, level though, disaster. Oh, I love it. it's like. The epicenter's got to right. be right at the uh, Empire State Building. Is that the new uh, dirigible that's going to land? You know, that's yeah. so stupid. That needle was for that, and it's like, Wait, what? is that Ferris Bueller's dad? That guy that was right behind him there? It looked oh, like a lot maybe. like him, I yeah. think so. But obviously, the sad thing is, a lot of these images looked a lot like what we see with 9-11 of people just staring at that and, like, yeah. you know, standing in the street, but... Of course, we saw images a while ago of the World Trade Center because it was mm-hmm. still there. New York City. I mean, he's kidding, but for real, though, like, why can't yeah. animals get jobs? I mean, yeah, all the support we give them, like, I'm kind of kidding, but at least clean up around the not, house. Like. <laughs> Urinate. <laughs> yeah, let us know that. They did that that quick. Yeah. Like. Just think this could have been Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm. As we were saying earlier, it's a whole thing that 
their boyfriend girlfriend not married got a kid and he's yeah. going oh is he going to propose to her soon He's pretty oblivious to this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally right there. Yeah, if you literally, literally would have even been barely looking. Like about would... a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Imagine you, you're on your, you imagine you're on your like, you know, front lawn and you look, look up you're like, and you're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> the big moment coming here. Yeah. And she didn't see it either. <laughs> 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 if only there's the scene yeah the two best scenes in the movie right here together look I love that's a whole thing is just do it a little late to leave by this point One of those old fruitopia. <laughs> I don't remember those. I remember in the nineties a little bit. I gotta use all these like chess yeah. analogies. It's like it's not that deep, but okay. His moment. His Oscar clip should have been this. <laughs> well, I love that. What? Hold on a minute. How oversized the reaction is! Like, what? This never occurred to you that they're gonna freaking blow up? Yeah, like that's literally all they're there to do. I mean, they're not there to drop off pizza, like. Yeah. We are. Wait, what? Like. <laughs> This has all been a test. Like, it never happened. And so there's still happening. <laughs> oh my God. Don't you love like calling up your ex wife who happens to be the communications director? Yeah. It's like, so what's going on? Like, you got to leave the White House. She hangs up. That's it. She ain't the stepmom. She's the mom who hung up. <laughs> or what if you saw a shirt said, I'm not the dad who's uh, hung up. I'm the dad who's well hung. Just wow. Like, <laughs> uh, that's always been a great transition. Like, please be calm yeah, and yeah. leave in an orderly fashion. Then, yep. That's just New York not. City every day, yeah. though. Just a few seconds. We already know that. They, there'd be no way to get that kind of information <laughs> that quickly. Like,. Here's another classic. Like, Why are you acting like this? Yeah. 
but another classic like why are you leaving us behind yeah. it's like it's like um well this. you know part of this whole military thing thing it's a military thing is you know i gotta fight the enemies foreign and domestic I bet there's a frat somewhere they have to do like a fraternity pledge. It's like, I will drink all beers, foreign and domestic. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like the honor society because that's too smart of witty yeah. to be like, bro, like the original bro, like Matt Riddle, you know. RK bro. Right. He's not going to be in Money in the Bank this year, as you will already all know, which already happened. Where are you? My prediction, probably L.A. Knight, maybe Damian yeah. Priest. Like, we'll see. You already know by this point. By the way, Somebody I, might even cash it in tonight as you hear this on Monday Night Rollins. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go on. Well, just the fact that with this, you know, it's like... Uh, that just a dude. minute ago, he said that whole thing about like they didn't come all the way here to start fights. Like that's kind of exactly what they came here to do. You know, it's like why else would they come here? Yeah. You know, and have that much firepower? Like, yeah. It's not good. Glass smashing. Yeah, let me get to my radio here. I mean, I know it happens during any natural disaster, the looting and stuff that goes on. There's no escape. Like, if this happens, what they think is going to happen, it's like, you're not going to care about watching TV mm -hmm. anymore. Like, I guess that's just the impulse. Same thing with Cloverfield. Yeah. There's all sections of that where there's people looting stuff. You got a weird voice. Lewis Pullman is, by the way, Bill Pullman's son. Oh, I notice how quickly they got out of New York. Yeah. Like, that's impossible. Said he's going to be the lead role in the film adaptation, the forthcoming film adaptation of St Salem's Lot. I guess they're doing a new version of that. Hmm. They take it, then they go. This is whenever I think about people arguing about driving. This is what <laughs> I think of. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah.
That's definitely Photoshop. Yeah, really. Here we go. <laughs> so why do we have to say it's not, that? By the way, he never confirmed that yeah. either. That's just totally made up. Like, but he really had to get that across. Yeah, like. Like. Who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, you is. No, you ain't, Miguel. Yeah, like you said, he's knockoff Keanu Reeves slash Johnny mm-hmm. Depp, basically. Jonathan Depp, excuse me. Let you out. I love what they said. He's kind of disappointed. Yeah, they let you out. Is that what kind of want to get out of here? Yeah, don't shoot at the. <laughs> You could inadvertently trigger an interstellar war. <laughs> just, By the way, I don't think that the bullet is going to make much of an impression. Go up that far. Right. Even, yeah. I forgot he's in this. Yeah. Not good enough for NASA, I guess. But I think he's gonna. I think he's probably gonna have an inside track by the end of yeah. the movie if he wants one. <laughs> now again, Roland Emmerich, I know himself is gay. Mm-hmm. This feels like a. I won't say very homophobic moment, but yeah. like it is like. I don't know, but you know, you know, it is a uh, randomly gay panic joke. Yeah, like. yeah, it's slightly funny only in the sense that like that guy would come up and think, "Oh, the world's ending, and they've got to get it off their <laughs> chest." You know, it's just, that's the only real funny thing about it. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird to, for him to make that joke because, like, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, it's fascinating to see how people are spending their time in Earth's final yeah. days here. Nobody's people watching, yeah, watching yeah. TV instead of her. <laughs> what a stupid person. I wonder what they would think of Elvis' music. They would just yeah. be like, <laughs> destroy Elvis. Like. Entertainment tonight. Destroy Elvis Aaron Presley. Well, it, what would in, imagine the inside edition of stories that could be undone about all this? Imagine all the questions Lisa Guerrero could have asked. Like, you know, uh, why are you here? And she like, points it at the, and it just blasts her. <laughs> but not like a big one. One and of those. She's like this charred corpse, like <laughs> yeah. just pure skeleton. She's like, excuse me, you're not answering the question. Yeah, like. and she's not like, following them like. Looks like the uh, the smoker that's dead in Beetlejuice. Right. Basically. Want a cigarette? I'm like, trying to cut down myself. Yeah, drop towards it. 
they would probably realistically open up both lanes yeah, and or would, and yeah. just do all four going yeah. that way or however many, but People protesting. Ain't that the dumbest thing you've Literally, ever seen? Spend like, your final moments protesting like, oh, what? Protest. What are you protesting the government for? Like, yeah. that was when you could still drive on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. There's a lot of the people have talked about this. Like some of the technology in this movie that he has access to is way and also like ahead of he's sitting right in front was. of the White House, and they're gonna let him put something on his roof yeah. that's pointed at the White right, House. Yeah. Like, I don't think so. I said, I just love he the drivers just tagging along, just like you know, I ain't got no. How many else to hours do. from uh, New York is Washington? Like couple, two, three hours, something like that. Probably something like that. Let's see. I think Philadelphia is basically the midway point. I think I've heard yeah. between New York and uh, DC. Welcome wagon. Look at this. Wearing like sneakers too. Just a meal. <laughs> like I said, this is deeply hilarious to me. He's just kind of, oh wow, this is cool. <laughs> In the midst of everything else. Don't touch anything in the Oval Office. Well, they're like, let's go communicate with it. Uh, according to this, it says on by car it's four hours. Oh, that's longer than I would have thought. Yeah. Probably all the got like by city roads. It would take too. a long time. And it's got like a little airplane. It says like an hour and seven minutes. I love he's like, oh man, like, you're leaving. I think Go it's ahead. funny that there's no other person that could know this already. Well, in the he government. is a brilliant scientist, is, apparently, but, but there'd be all these other yeah. people who yeah, work for the government that would know. Then 
then later on, a lot of people laugh at the fact that he's able to hack the alien's mainframe right. with his like MacBook, I think it is, basically. I'll flash some lights at him. Yeah. And they're probably just sitting there like, what the hell is that? What, cool. are, what are they doing? <laughs> Eradicate. <like. laughs> Something not good. Uh, some kind of big ad blue light. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what they say is a <laughs> big ad blue light. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, still using Hueys. That's your problem. Yeah. Oh man, take the Ben Franklin bus. Yeah, with you. really. Like they didn't get the uh, Washington portrait out yep. this time. Oh well. They left the car. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Like, you know? You were literally alone in your house with a shotgun yeah. like, not that long ago. Call Harvey Firestein. <laughs> call Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find Bond. Well, he calls like, Paul Heyman. As we were joking in License to Kill, it was like, find Bond. Oh, now, yeah, like, Bond says About that. him yep. saying find Bond, like trying to confuse him or something. Like, I love the boy still got the gun, you know. Yeah. Little toy gun. Stop being idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. You know, now there'd be all these people trying to take snaps and yeah. uh, TikToks about... Please oh, take me away. <laughs> that. <laughs> One of her last lines coming up is pretty colors. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, why do we gotta kill Harvey though? You know, like, I gotta get hold of my lawyer. Like, what's what le what ongoing legal situations has he got going on? He's got to get in touch with his lawyer. Well, who even knows that's his lawyer? It might be a psychiatrist. Yeah, might be. But earlier he was like, hey, yeah. I have to get my lawyer." Like. No. No. <laughs> she looked like she was in a Smashing Pumpkins music video <laughs> or something for a second. Love is suicide. <laughs> the, the world is a vampire. Oh, cool. At least it would be a quick death, I guess. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. That's so pretty. It's like going to blow up the Capitol Records building. Like. 
which is pretty low-key hilarious. I know it's awful that people die, but it's like, well, you know. Specifically that they die because they're so stupid. Like, that I wonder guy. if uh, James Caan in Elf is still in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, like, or Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which he's visiting in that. But, but you know. still, you know, maybe he made a, you know, a little, little house call. Or that one guy who just passed away that was in Barton Fink and played Ebert in oh, uh, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. You know. Godzilla! <laughs> that was a random way he handed her that. Yeah. Here. And it, like, <laughs> held on him for a long time, longer than it should have. Yeah. Like, uh. Oh, now this is pretty dumb. We're out. The plane outruns yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to say? Oh, that's what they say. That's yeah. their message. Pretty direct. Yeah. I think everybody can... That's kind of one that transcends language, you yeah. know? <laughs> I wonder how Godard would have responded to all this, you know, in Paris or wherever he would have been. Probably would have held up a sign or something like... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like Terminator 2. Well, I was even just thinking about that. How yeah. Obviously how graphic and incendiary that is. Yeah. This is much more like... They blowed up. Yeah. They, no one knows... Uh, they just disappeared, like, you yeah. know. That was another thing, too, I was thinking about the disaster imagery of this in contrast like, with... Uh, his moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. He is dead. It's like that guy you heard at the Edify yeah. uh, conference. Big moment. Yeah. Who was on that, by the way? Basically just other support staff, oh, okay. I guess it would have been, because it already had the main... Right. President staff leave, yeah, already. Now that guy also looked like New York. But how kind of non specific and obviously it's a PG thirteen movie, so there's only gonna show so much. But in contrast to nine eleven, how yeah. messy and real obviously right. that real imagery was, yeah. you know. Which is common in disaster movies, uh Yeah, somebody, like, yeah, they blew up Congress. Yeah. <laughs> the grandma in Mars Attack said. I was going to say, they have to even go past where it even is, like, yeah. uh, above them. Like, <laughs> happened to get out. <laughs> It's not Washington D.C. looking, by the way, yeah. down below. That's like the valley or yeah. something <laughs> like. Got our dog moment coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the kid just is oblivious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boomer. Boomer sooner. Yeah. Well, we're sure, baby. Yeah, don't worry about the car. The car insurance, I don't know if they're going to be around to cover it. 
not good. No. Don't worry, it's still coming at you. Like, just keep running. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> it it'll, it'll, it'll catch up. It'll catch up soon. Classic maintenance closet. You see that a lot in stuff like. Yeah. <laughs> Motorcycle. The jump. Yeah. This is so dumb. <laughs> the jump. <laughs> By the way, they, right they would have been blasted. It would have went right yeah. in and blasted them. Like anyway. Anyway, that's July second for you. July third. The day this episode's coming out. So there's New York City's obviously destroyed. Just shut up. You're crazy. <laughs> Single dad problems, you know? Yeah. I think there's a reason for that. <laughs> I don't know, I'm surprised anyone even yeah. saw him in the first place. Look at all that. He does remind me of our neighbor. <laughs> I just now thought of that. Yeah. Like, man, why are you acting like that? Yeah, it's been a tough run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoops. You That's going to be an L uh, in your presidential library, buddy. Really? Because that was never clear to me as a citizen, you know? Like, <laughs> It's not simple anymore. You mean yesterday? What day is it? Third. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, when you're done pouting. Dylan. I wonder if he's named after Robert Zimmerman. Who was himself named after Dylan Thomas. Mm -hmm. That name, anyway, of Bob Dylan. Yeah. Also makes it seem like there's no, quote, fallout like there would be with nuclear weapons or anything. It's just yeah. uh, this... Clean vaporization. Yeah. It's not bro, shut up. Read the room. <laughs> kind of like a neutron bomb. Yeah.
you're all gonna die. Like, what? And so, like, he was in the middle of saying something kind of important. Yeah, oh, by Not way. interrupted anyway, dismiss, whatever. <laughs> go go get in the plane, shoot stuff, shoot the oh, people. That's what it's like. come down to, anyways. What? What's up with his voice, by the way? Yeah. The... It's like he's trying to sound black, like... Ravens is call sign. Eagle. What about Dodo? Who's <laughs> got that one? <laughs> is that uh, Randy Quaid's old call sign? <laughs> Dodo. <laughs> really? That's interesting. <laughs> for intelligence, <laughs> me at the end of every school year, <laughs> for intelligence, we're looking at a total loss. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we just heard this last week on the news. They said that uh, uh, reading and math scores are at their lowest nationwide since the 1970s. And I'm like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, this, I'm guessing, is a post-COVID impact yeah. still. So you were right. What's this? What is he doing? This very dated reference, uh, obviously, a lot of people don't remember Jesse Jackson as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Who's big in politics, especially in the eighties and before. But that's what Jesse Jackson was talking about. I mean, Sinbad should have been in this yeah. somewhere. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> this my should have just been the Harry Connick Jr. role. Yeah. Or uh, even been Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, that would have been way better. <laughs> or like Randy Quaid's friend, they go pick up. Is also crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. He also got abducted. Smith? Don't do that. Like. No, he's the lead. <laughs> they say that and he shoots one at himself. <laughs> that heat seeking it goes, right. up, goes back down, like <laughs> hits him. What's going to happen? Nothing. Force field. <laughs> yeah anyways if they would have finished that meeting maybe they would have had a better idea right. of what to do after thanks this thanks a point. lot Will Smith yeah well really wasn't even I he know, was paying it attention was him, yeah it was Dodo yeah. I interrupt him too many of them <laughs> wow 
Tarantino when he decided not to make Green Lantern. <laughs> 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 you hear there's this whole Tarantino live thing they're doing in London, some like play or one man show thing. People well, saying it's totally, it's totally. Live. Well, no, it's not him. Yeah. I don't think it's him. It's like somebody else doing it. Did he write it, it or have anything? I don't it think so. I think yeah. it's just stuff inspired by his movies and people saying it's god awful, supposedly. Sounds dumb. I don't know. I tried looking into it some more and it wasn't making a, making any sense. Like, uh, look at that! Yeah, Holy madness! Good. Let's get one of them. It's like you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, LA's there all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, Battle Los Angeles. Did you ever see that? No, it was basically District Nine again. Yeah. Like, it was. I remember thinking it was okay, just fairly quick and disposable. <laughs> Part of the let's make Aaron Eckhart a movie star one these, moment. Boom, one of these boom, 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 like pew, 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 like <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Anyway. Pew, pew, pew. Doesn't he die here, Harry Connick yeah. Jr.? Yeah. I felt like he was in more of the movie than he was. It's going to be like white on rice. That's one of the oldest, most tired, cliche yeah. phrases ever. <laughs> He's the movie's bigs, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, he could, shouldn't have been around during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> His face. <laughs> he's just uh, like, uh, like he's duh, like, uh, duh. that's what lack of oxygen will do to you. Or just being stupid in general. Was that, wait, that looked like that guy that, I know it couldn't have been him, but it looked like that guy that was, uh, one of Capone's brothers on, uh, oh, yeah. uh and was on, uh, in Borok Empire and yeah. then was, uh, Uh, and was on uh, Plot Against America. Yeah. Kyle's least favorite show ever. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I quite well, you do it. that to me all the time. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I think that your uh, criticisms were valid. It's just. Well, like, I get what yeah. the point of the show is trying to say, and I respect that. But I think it grossly underestimates how popular FDR was. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think the whole point is to, you know, remark upon how right-wing America was actually Just at the to time. clarify, but, in the show, it's yeah. like an alternate history of what if FDR lost to Charles Lindbergh in uh, 1940. Uh, and obviously Lindbergh had a lot of pro-Nazi sympathies. So. Yeah. Like Radiohead. What <laughs> the shield just cut through the mountain? Like, yeah. No. No, we gotta have that. Well, not, do they have shields? The those little shit. Yeah, they did earlier. Okay, I wasn't yeah. paying attention. I would have broken his whole body. Way hit. 
God save my little broken body. Ah! <laughs> Ratso Rizzo. Or Rizzo the Rat, excuse me. Ratso Rizzo was in uh, yeah. Midnight Cowboy, which yeah. that's a referencing. Yeah. Love how that's a character. Yeah. <laughs> the parachute. This reminds me of a student of mine. Yeah. I'll be right back. Sounds like the phone's ringing. Yeah. It's a shame to miss this. The welcome to Earth moment. Yeah. Where are you at? So as I said, they almost have this insect-like, very strange design. Welcome to Earth. Oh, it just happened? Yeah. That's a shame. Who was it? Spam risk. Oh, again. Spam risk. They call me more than anybody. <laughs> They're my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call close encounter. Like, okay. You know, there's somebody who's has leads a deeply sad life out there and actually will literally talk to anybody who calls, even spam yeah. risk calls. Like, and then they literally bore the person on the other end so much that even they yeah. don't call anymore. They passed the number around and said, do not call this person like other spam risks. The spam risk. Calvacade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the underground spam risk community. <laughs> no, I think we should stay. Meet up with uh, Robin Williams and RV. <laughs> okay, well, that's you, not me. You know, it's like. <laughs> I thought random. I'm a tough guy. It don't yeah. matter. Don't matter to me. You know what the funny thing is? Is that she would have listened on the phone a little bit longer. Maybe more people would be alive when he first called. So it's all her fault. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring that up. Okay. (laughs) On Kimberly Umpin's birthday, no less. Yeah. Yeah, it was on our mother's 14th birthday. I love he becomes the new uh, advisor, advisor, national security advisor, ad hoc. Like I said, he's like, he's just like, I'm his dad, by the way. So you shut up, the sec def.
It was actually 1947. And you did nothing. Robert Legia, like I love that. Oh, by the way, that you know, uh, Judd Hirsch blew the whole lid off this just yeah. by saying that, like, <laughs> and he didn't even think to bring that up earlier, yeah. like you know, the second Robert Legia, like what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know NORAD is um is built to withstand a direct hit by a nuclear missile, but this is obviously clearly something yeah. greater that that greater than that. But it's still something that you can still outrun with your plane. Yeah. You know? So. The survivors. We are but one tribe now. Oh, there's the first lady, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Defecate when you died, like man, poor him. The RV Mafia, like, yeah. Like Utah or something. It had to be, yeah, somewhere out west. Don't they literally repeat this in Resurgence with the school bus stuff? Yeah, basically, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they just happen to be leading it. Yeah. Gonna meet up. Mm -hmm. Actually, all maybe it's yeah, Nevada or near there. The non Baldwin brother here. I know a lot was said when Bill Clinton was running for the presidency. Here and there, he didn't make it was a huge campaign this year. He's like, yeah, I'll declassify all the Area 51 stuff, you know, and I'll become president. 
And then he did, and he did never said much about it after that, which mm-hmm. I'm not a, some big conspiracy theorist necessarily about it, but it's, that's funny to me. Well, I've never thought there's much to that other than just that's just military test intelligence. Well, you know that was in the early '90s, right after yeah. the JFK stuff. Or it was right. like there was all this push to declassify all these government documents yeah. in general across the board. <laughs> Iconic late '90s, early 2000s soundbite that was in the Fox DVD video yeah. ads, specifically on the. X-Men VHS, I remember. Well, he's... Yeah. He's an expert on all Yeah. Freak. <laughs> this has been right after he would have been Data in the yeah. next gen. Those movies, some of those movies were still being aired by then. What? <laughs> now I've got a cookbook. I'm fine. Like <laughs> seeing is believing. Like <laughs> never forget when uh, uh, Justin Bieber said that uh, Anne Frank would have been a believer That's, when he visited yeah, like I her home. Because uh, apparently he went through her home, which is like a museum, and yeah, it's, 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 he said something like, "Yeah." She, apparently she was a big fan of pop culture. I just know knew she would have been a believer. <laughs> big fan of pop cult, noted fan of pop culture, and Frank. Like what? You know, sometimes you just need to shut up and take in and respect something. You don't got to have to have some yeah. big stupid thing. Like that. I will say, I think he did that out of idiotic, you know, being benign mostly. Yeah. But it's just, no, just shut up, like. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. He drops his drawers like. Yeah. <laughs> it's I am one of them. <laughs> you ain't got the balls. So it's like, well. How ran, dumb sorry, and useless it was. They brought him back in the sequel, like. Yeah. Oh, Brent Spiner, like freak. Uh, I just always assumed he the freak show. Yeah. I just always assumed he didn't make it out of this one. But well, basically implies he's dead. But yeah. it's like not exact. It doesn't exactly say that. So that's all you need. 
What's got these mushroom looking heads? Like something Mario would jump on. Just get all your Italian plumbers out here. <laughs> get to work. I just want to reiterate, Judd Hirsch has no national security clearance whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum wouldn't either. Oh, I figured out in like a uh, 30, 40 minute span this thing that yeah. y'all been studying for years and don't know. I went to MIT. Now y'all let us in, you hear? <laughs> Oh, what the hell? Like, <laughs> y'all ain't coming in here. That was like Fred Ward's brother. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to see my Clarence? <laughs> That no, you're still not gonna be let in. You know, like <laughs> they would immediately just, con you know, requisition the vehicle, take it right. in, and you stay out here. There'll be a congressional committee hearing about this one day. The little bit of info we have. Like Atlanta was blown up, you can see there. So, Fire Scene's mother is dead. Yeah. Because like, that's where she was born. <laughs> Like, where was she at? Like, Myrtle Beach? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. Maybe Florida. I don't know. Miami. Miami. Mm, big thought. That's kind of presidential kind of thought you don't get nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> From Joseph Robinette, Biden, <laughs> Robinette, like.
completely. Yeah, like no, no quarter was left. Like, not even a penny or a nickel. Yay. Or nay, a dime. But don't worry, your uh, baby mama and son happened to find the first lady. <laughs> yeah. Not a good look. <laughs> Instead of thanks, Obama, and this would be thanks, Whitmore. I said son, not angel. Bring your strap. <laughs> Once you meet the first lady. What, Eve? No, the... Never mind. Like, <laughs> go sit back over there with the dog. Like, okay. Oh, this guy. Yeah. In uh, the 50th, 50th highest grossing movie, the 90s, also seven. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. But he, we always quote his, uh, well, also uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Teehee, you know. The, yeah. Best part is he doesn't die. We didn't really but, mention Michael Bay at all as far as this era goes. He, yeah. His movies were kind of getting on a bigger scale as the 90s mm, went that's on. That's some though. tasty hoob right there. Mm -hmm. And Armageddon, which I've seen less than this, is very clearly in that. The yeah. wave after this, you know, this kind of movie. And that movie also has space dementia. Hmm. Convenient. I kind of forgot they have these alien heads or skulls within the bodies yeah. that the outside you can't even really look at or tell. Love it's like they key into him. Like he's yeah. the freak of the bunch. Like take him for a wicked ride. This scene always freaked me out. Yeah, as it a is kid. intense for yeah. a kid. I mean, very similar in my memory to like the Spider-Man Two scene with Doc Ock, like yeah. coming to life when he's getting operated on. John Landis in that. Yeah. 
Wow. Hold on. <laughs> uh-huh. What's going on? Something going on in here. Oh, everybody's dead. Like... <laughs> What kind of name is that? Oakum. Fairy Tales in Oakum. And then Brackish was his first name. Come here, Brackish. Brackish like, Oaken. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Immediately, <laughs> yeah. Like. Stupid. Like, clearly not his voice, even, anyway. <laughs> what a weird looking design. Like, they almost look like, hmm, hmm. curious. Let's, let's talk to him. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Well, no ambiguity on that, then. Huh? Robert Legia, he's got he's got yeah. the gun too. He takes that with. So yeah, Brett Spiner's definitely dead. No, no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's dead. Like. <laughs> human beings that's what Goldberg said you're next my favorite was when he said Dolph Ziggler you're next <laughs> nuke them <laughs> that his professional opinion <laughs> Until the end of the world? Or what Vim would have thought of this? Friend of the pod, Vim Vendors. Oh, 
End up working with Harvey Firestein. <laughs> Brung the hammer down on that one. $20,000 hammer. Yeah. $20,000 hammer. $15,000 $50, screwdriver. Whatever he's saying. <laughs> I want to give me a $50,000 screwdriver. Put this vodka and this orange juice together. It'd be worth that much now. How old is he now? Let's see. He is 88. Remember he was really good in Ordinary People. Mm-hmm. He was a therapist in that. That was more in the taxi days. Yeah. And he's also twice divorced. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sneak on this helicopter. I'll say happy birthday to Paul Thomas Anderson today. Oh, it's his birthday today mm-hmm. on... June 26th as we record this. Yeah. It got uh, officially announced of not what the project is but a few days ago that his next movie is going to be with Warner Brothers, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says he's 53 today. Yeah, do your thing. It's an it's a nuclear weapon thing. Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna nuke him? Is he gonna duke nuke him? Deploy. Deploy reason. <laughs> Where is that above? Houston, they said. That's earlier. not good. No more Texans. No. Well, they weren't even a thing at this point. Or were they like the next year, I think? 97, wasn't it? Houston Texans yeah. uh, football team? I think yeah. it was early 2000s. Oh, was it that late? Yeah, I think so, yeah. They might not even... I know, there's a chance they could have even still been the Oilers there. Yeah, 1960-1996 before moving to Memphis to become the Houston Oilers for two seasons. And then moved to Nashville, I guess. Yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, it's a problem. At this point, you can kind of just shrug and say, well, okay. <laughs> Such an idiot, like... <laughs> Do you read? Yes, sometimes. <laughs> I try Whenever to. I, can. I try to pretty often. <laughs> so you read the latest Robert Ludlum, Tom Clancy? Man, that stuff's the bomb. <laughs> okay. It's three bean salads, the bomb though. <laughs> it was like. So Will Smith, he like tracked down yeah, his own wife. Like, and they're just going to let him take a helicopter. Yeah. Well, if you bring the first lady back, I guess yeah. that helps. Well, I don't know that. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean when he yeah. brings it, when they're back. It's almost like he was reading a cue card. Yeah, over there yeah it's somewhere. like behind her back yeah. somewhere. She lives, though, don't she? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. This whole plot of the movie is very scattershot mm -hmm. to me. A tough stretch in the 90s of Bill Pullman having either yeah. dead or dying wives for this and Casper. And then not being able to be in, uh, well, and then in uh, uh, Lost Highway. Too. Oh, yeah. And then just not being in the Thin Red Line, being cut out of that was its own. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I forgot, was he supposed to be in that? Yeah, I think they filmed some of him and they just cut him out. Yeah. yeah. Martin Sheen, too, that happened to, I think. Yeah, he had a lot. More stuff. I Mickey think. Rourke, obviously. But there at least exists some deleted scenes. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen, of that. I think, like, was also in it. Yeah. Cut out. They resurrected Albert Einstein. He was in it, but they cut him out, you know. Is <laughs> that, <laughs> so, no, not good enough? Yeah. 
the school bus just through for our neighborhood like what summer school time summer school era yeah that means we've got some uh, lame brain in here <laughs> you know <laughs> some dodo yeah or i wonder if they like daycares in the summer if they go and bring people they may to school. i don't know yeah trying to just trying to give a benefit of the doubt you know i don't know Some thumb-sucking idiot. Some <laughs> chia pet putts. All right, here we go. The day itself, July 4th. So Judd Hurst is just allowed to walk freely. Yeah. And I, I want to reiterate, yeah. through Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I'd let him, but... Oh, he's on the sauce. kind of hilarious to think of Jeff Goldblum acting drunk. Like, it's not yeah. somebody who you'd really see getting real mad like that. Wait, 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 wait. David! you just say <laughs> cold <laughs> give him a brain freeze <laughs> wake up we got a situation going on buddy This guy's been in a lot of commercials and stuff. I can't think of his name. I don't know it, but shut up! You don't know. Like, you don't know anything. He shoots everybody. <laughs> we got a. Is that guy intense looking guy? That was yeah. behind Will Smith there for a second. We got to lower the force field.
that will disable Brooke Shields. <laughs> but who would want to do that, you yeah. know? So, but we could if we need to. It's on the table. That's all I'm saying. Send an email. It's a who knows Lucas might have ripped off some of this for the climax mm-hmm. of uh, episode one. I am. He looked at his, uh, <laughs> his rank. <laughs> yeah. That proves it. Yeah, like classic Independence Day theme. Questions? So, huh, I've been outmaneuvered. So, oh, so who are you again? Oh, we're going to be together, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, oh, she did die. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so is Legia going to be the new sec def, I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Judd Hurst should have had one last yeah. little, like, in your face, you idiot. Leave <laughs> the princess immediately. You're small. Get out. All right, I'll be right back. I've got to go uh, do a little chore. So this is where they're, like, yeah, communicating with all the... Uh, Various other nations in the world about the coordinated strike. And implied there that might be the British in Iraq, and then here's uh, Israelis.
very 90s uh, foreign policy here shown that uh, America is leading the way, the new world order to fight the aliens, and that everybody, all the other nations in the world are just sitting on their, uh, on pins and needles on their hands waiting. We got the Japanese involved now. It was some years ago that I think Morse code was last formally used by the, uh, I think it was the French Navy or the French military, which obviously through most of the, uh, you know, the 19th and early 20th century Morse code was what dominated communications, pre-radio and uh, telephones and everything else, telecommunications wise. Oh, does anybody know how to fly a plane or do anything? This is where Randy Quaid gets to step up. I'm a pilot. I'm on the sauce, but I'm all good. Don't worry. He's, he gets to step up and uh, yeah. be involved. He's not with the, the stepdad. He's the dad that <laughs> stepped up. They can't all roll their eyes at him now as much as they used to because, I mean, there's obviously proof of alien life now. like a big dildo. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Because I'm one of the leads in the movie. Nice. 90s recycling. Yeah. I'm not trying to bash recycling, by the way. No. I'm going to get the shotgun wedding in here real quick. What's uh, Ron Howard's dad? Oh, uh, Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Yeah. Or, no, Clint's the brother, right? Oh, right. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, something with a R. Uh, Rufus. I don't know. Let's see. 
Rance House. Rance, yeah. Remember him and Joe Dirt? <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I remember him in that. He's the one who like knocks the what he thinks is a nuke or a, a missile, and he knocks all off, and it's a septic tank, and it starts spewing oh, crap on him. Yeah. And then David Spade's like, I got the poo on me. <laughs> and washed himself off. Ooh, double marriage moment, question yeah. mark. Pretty behaved little boy, you'd think. Yeah. In this movie, he'd just yeah. be bouncing off the walls, yeah. total sociopath, <laughs> like, you know. It's like he's a trained actor. What the editorials are saying about the president right now after the, what they said earlier. Well, this technically be July fifth now. I don't know. Unless all that happened real early. Yeah, perhaps. The, the speech. guy yeah it's his moment <laughs> yeah i'm a biker it's still in quotes yeah now it's not yeah this guy who gives a salute here in a second. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> a speech that inspired a generation. <laughs> So, yeah, he pulls the Gene Hackman in uh, behind enemy lines. I'm getting in and flying yeah. myself. Once again, like George Bush, like yeah. I was in the Air Force. The Air Texas Air National Guard. I don't think you'll need to light any fireworks. Yeah. It's going to be pretty big. Reebok, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
talk to God. Like, uh, okay. I thought he was going to salute him. I was like, oh my God. Like, (laughs) well, here we are again. Like, so now I leave you. I'm done with you. (laughs) For what? (laughs) What, 60 minutes coming on? (laughs) Takes you an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. What are you, Dan Rather? Was it 60 minutes? He's a question king, huh? Anyway, yeah, I just have two cigars. Just you know, mm-hmm. it's what he does. Yeah, he's a soul skater. <laughs> so random. Gotta make my kids proud. He was literally about to, before he even get started, do that. Uh, <laughs> so, like, to the side. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, we're not as important as the other people, but we're still here. There are still real heroes. Mm-hmm. And the one tough cop trailer once told us. Or victory dance. What, smoking a cigar is a dance? (laughs) That guy just (laughs) sitting there like, "Mm, this is a moment. Like, okay. Yeah, but for real though, like, is it gonna do that? But is it gonna? Oh, well. Oh, cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> The big moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little Sam. Steve. Zizu. What? Be still, Cody. Be still, Cody.
Welcome to Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not exactly. Leaving Earth. Leaving Earth. Leaving Earth activate. Now leaving Earth activate. <laughs> Just sitting there. Like a mothership would. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that's, I was doing. Yeah, like. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thought your services are already no longer required. Yeah, but, at least for now. Because got tra- need to get away. Got tractor beam. It's legitimately insane that the president of the United States yeah. is literally flying a plane that's going to be attacking. Oh well, you know. Yeah, well. Yeah. Area 51 on the map. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember them? Always got those little exhaust ports, you know. Mm-hmm. What's happening? You know, scary. Don't mind us. They're going to have 30 seconds to make it out of here. Heck, even is that? It's like pillars. It looks like. Very reminiscent to the climax of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I'll blow up the peoples. Mm-hmm. the little look like oh my god uh don't mind us it's coming to chillax
It's like a DJ. Yeah. It'll spin a track. Bonus track. Negotiating. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to let me do that? <laughs> and it's like, okay. If he has a crappy little helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> compared to everybody else. Like, it's only fair. Yeah. Because he's a crappy person. So. <laughs> he's a crappy little guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't think about all this. Um, you got to get in while yeah. you can. It's going to be an S load of debris. <laughs> He had to be the one to shoot it, too. It's like when you wait too long for the, or you don't wait long enough for the Wi-Fi to reconnect. Right, and you got to go try it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, he's just walking yeah. through the command center like, oh yeah, my dad's up there. He's crazy as hell. He's Eagle 20, I love He's 20th on the list, <laughs> on the call sheet. But remember, 7 is 50th. Yeah. But that like, probably one had uh, nothing to do with you, right. but okay. But spiritually, it did. Don't mind us. We're just heading out. I love how lazily it flicked that too yeah. with its finger. Just like, what's going on there? What's, what's going on over there? Oh, we didn't get y'all in in time. We didn't think about y'all being an open season. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Must have slipped our minds.
Like, why you no go? Who's in there? Let's just get real low. Yeah, right. <laughs> so even you will be absolved. The dog's just chilling, though. Yeah. Sort of working, but it's so big, yeah. it's like, dang. You say it's suddenly directly over us? I think you might have said it's heading. Yeah, right, like, it's yeah. suddenly directly over <laughs> us. Like, what? Like, no, sir, it's uh, 803. Yeah. Of course, the president had to be the one to shoot the missile. I mean, like we're, they're directly over them. It's like kind of not good to blow that up directly above it either. Yeah. Not. No, you're gone, buddy. Our boy, RQ. My name is not Quaid. <laughs> Literally out of smoke, <laughs> like out of a pot haze, like. It's me. <laughs> the nut job. Yeah. The mayor of the neighborhood. <laughs> Even though I don't have any ammunitions, but yeah. and I'm the president, uh, and for some reason yeah. they allowed me to do this. Oh, they do still have map. machine guns. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Oh no. Like you're gonna have to do the sacrifice fly, buddy. That's what it's all about.
<laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's all yours, like. Good luck, buddy. That would be a great way to go. Yeah. So you kind of right above where everybody's at, though. It's just yeah. gonna land and hit you, like. Oh, but they're under the ground, like. No, no, no. They got away. Yeah. <laughs> what you love, by the way, it's like they took out one by just utter self-sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally all they could do, like. And then the other ones, oh, yeah, we took them out, too. <laughs> it's like all yeah. the other ones is going to show. It's what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> he did what you couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cleanup. Yeah. Just uh, let yeah. them do it too. Yeah. <laughs> What, literally run yourself into it? Like... Alright, so you gotta have one loose cannon crazy yeah. person. So when you're running low on missiles, make sure they have at least one, and then yeah. they're gonna have to run right into the you know when it opens up and then blow themselves up. That's That'd all. That'd be the do. entire Australian military would yeah. want to do that. You know, like <laughs> that's all I want to do. It's all. On. It's time we get to know each other. Yeah, like I will light up, smoke them if you got them, as they say. I lost mine. <laughs> I forgot it wasn't a turd. I flushed it out of the <laughs> of the airlock. Like Like get busy, what? Yeah. Get jiggy with it. Yeah. Put on the Willennium CD <laughs> like summertime, summer, summer, summertime. <laughs> Good night. little parting message. Wow. It's not good. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Yes. That's a classic blockbuster line. Like, yeah. oh, really? You think? Oh, also only six seconds passed between that yeah. time. I would have given him more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Like your life, your choice, 60 seconds at least. Like, well, Oh, one of those classic. Yeah. Like, give me the idol, I'll give you the whip. You know. Must go faster. Must go faster. Yeah. <laughs> That moment, like, <laughs> be funny if it like right when they got out it was like double oh seven. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> uh oh, boom time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, like. <laughs> They'd be totally dead. Yeah, totally wasted. Yeah, total toast. Matured, well matured toast. <laughs> that is just hilarious, though, how all this ends on a wing and a prayer. Literally, yeah. like a guy had to kill himself, <laughs> like to get it done. Like, then that guy with the he's prayers. with him, yeah, like. The world rejoices. This is like that success. They've done it. They've yeah. done it in Batman. They, uh, they did it in 1966. Yeah. See, I told you the Australians were going to be into it. <laughs> it's like, it turns out they all do it, even though they only needed like one. Yeah, like so Australia's said. just gone. Like yeah. Down Under has fallen. I swear that guy. Like Cracker Barrel has fallen. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he's the president. It's laughable how Jewish they had to make his name. Levinson. Yeah. Close call again. They're going to do a whole right stuff. Chuck Yeager walking yeah. out of it moment. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> that swagger yeah. Goldblum's got <laughs> those sunglasses yeah 
And, uh, well, yeah, you were all right. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> he shoots him, and he's like, you're sucked up with me, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man. He says something awful like, my wife's gone the way of the dodo or something. <laughs> it's like, what? Like... Uh, smoking in movies. You can't do that now. Unless you want to get that, like, you know, another knock by the MPA. They even took an A off. Independence Day moment. Classic Independence Day. Yeah, you kind of saw it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you know, like, kind of saw it all already. <laughs> now we all die from the debris. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good get to an ending. Just yeah, like, like, yeah, like, we're yeah, done. We're, you know, yeah. we don't know what the fallout would be, but. So there you go. Independence Day. Dean written Devlin. by Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. All right, we're going to have him quit the pause on that. Yep. Put the kibosh on So, uh, how did that hold up for you after not uh, having seen it for a I while? I mean, it's, it is what it is. It, I really remember more about the first kind of half of the movie. I like better than the second. I kind of like all the build-up. And then after that, it's kind of just a basic, like, action movie. But Yeah, again, you know. I, I think the first act is very strong. Uh, mm -hmm. And... It's fine from then on out, but especially the setup is really strong. And then, again, as you said, it pretty yeah. much devolves into a fairly conventional sci-fi action movie. But, again, one of the big movies in the 90s. That's one of the reasons we wanted to do a commentary for it, to commemorate it. So, again, this is dropping on July 3rd. You might be mm -hmm. listening to it July 4th or later. But this pod, along with your draws, is dropping on July 3rd. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. Um, before we went, though, I wanted to... Just hold to, your uh, applause and drop your draws <laughs> um, for E.B. White. Yeah, E.B. White. So um, <laughs> this was a very um, impactful piece I remember reading um, regarding kind of July 4th and Independence Day. Um, I really swear by and really love the, um, the New Yorker anthologies they put out in the last few years of... Mm -hmm. Basically, they've collected some of their best writing from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, I think, what they've done now. I think they've since done one that was all about, like, the environment and then one all about civil rights um, mm -hmm. issues. But as far as the decades one, there's one that E.B. White, who, of course, most people will know as the writer of Charlotte's Web. He wrote a great many things. He was a common columnist and kind of editor for The New Yorker mm -hmm. during the period. And this piece he wrote and this was published actually in the magazine the new yorker magazine july 3rd 1943 so it was yeah. obviously in the midst of world war Two. um he writes about that he was written to by the war board to come up with the quote what the meaning of democracy is for him mm -hmm. and this is a very to me impactful piece this is actually my very favorite thing I've ever read about America as an idea or a concept, and I just wanted to read it here to end our podcast today. Um, we received a letter from the Writers' War Board the other day asking for a statement on the meaning of democracy. It presumably is our duty to comply with such a request, and it certainly is our pleasure. Surely the board knows what democracy is. 
is the line that forms on the right. It is the don't and don't shove. It is the hole in the stuffed shirt through which the sawdust slowly trickles. It is the dent in the hi-hat. Democracy is the recurrent suspicion that more than half of the people are right more than half of the time. It is the feeling of privacy in the voting booths, the feeling of com communion in the libraries, the feeling of vitality everywhere. Democracy is a letter to the editor. Democracy is the score at the beginning of the night. It is an idea which has not been disproven yet, a song the words of which have not gone bad. It's the mustard on the hot dog and the cream and the ration coffee. Democracy is a request from a war board in the middle of a morning, in the middle of a war, wanting to know what democracy is. And that's been a very impactful piece for me ever since having read it. Um, and what I love about it, too, is it's very dated in terms of some of the references it makes yeah. are very clearly from the 30s and the 40s, but it has a very timeless meaning mm -hmm. uh, that I think very much holds up. So mm -hmm. this is Kyle. This is Levi. Take care. God bless. And have a very happy Independence Day. Jersey turned back, they've all come to look for a man.